Welcome to episode 31 of Bruise with the Homies. This is your host, Bruise with D-Bro. On this episode, we have the same crew from last week. And we got some crazy banana adventures that we're going to hit. And we got a Urban South two-year anniversary for the Houston location. couple special beer collabs. But before we dive into the beers here, I want to kind of say shout out to George Paxton of the GM of the Denver Broncos. Uh, thank you for getting us a quarterback. Now you have to right the ship and bring back Von Miller. Um, I've been on record to say that the Broncos were a quarterback away from making a playoff run. And now we finally got a quarterback that can throw more than five yards in scramble outside of the pocket no offense to uh teddy two gloves and drew lock but you guys are absolute dog shit um i do agree with the package that we sent to seattle we gave up a quarterback that we lost faith in uh, i also sent out a former first round pick in noah font that has not panned out for us he's been hurt can't block in the run and he's not reliable um and then Shelby Harris, I'm sad to watch that man go because he was the reason why I put up with the shitty Broncos for so long because it was fun to watch him play on the defense. And the first-round picks, to me, that doesn't mean shit because if you're in the playoffs and Super Bowl contending, you're getting the 30th pick. And the Broncos don't have a good history of drafting in the first two rounds. Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm not really heartbroken. And we got Russell Wilson for four more years. So, I, hey, that's all that matters. And we didn't have to give up any of our young wide receivers. We kept all the wide receivers. So, now he's got some boys to throw to. Yep, now, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. But there's reports going around that the Broncos are interested in uh, J.C., uh, the corner from the Patriots. He was led the league in uh, – he was second in the league in interceptions this year behind uh, Diggs from the Cowboys. But yes, hey, sir. if you put him on one side and you got PS2 on the other side, good luck trying to throw it in Denver. But enough about the Broncos. You can catch my take uh, on those Millennials podcast that gets posted early, or sometime this week. We're going to dive a little bit more into it. But we're going to start off with some banana Stout, and we got the banana bus driver Heron to lead us on this adventure. Yes, sir. So the first one we're gonna have here is banana dulce apocalypsis. That's a little complicated to say. From Imprint Beer Co. Grabbed this and Beer Zombies Dean Martin location. It's an imperial stout with Thai bananas and cacao nibs. Ooh, cacao nice. nibs. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right off the start, guys. Get some. Aroma off of this and put your nose right there and take some make sniffs. Make it go bananas, man! It's, it reminds me of the like uh, what is it, like the you remember those? I think they were called runts, the little banana candies. That's oh, a hard candy yes. that nerds did. Kind of yeah, like I think it's from yeah, it's called runts, and yeah. they had the banana one in there. Can it smells be, just like can that. Can I be honest with you? I did not like that candy. <laughs> oh, I loved it. That was great. But all right, ladies, let's, let's dig in. Let's dig in. Cheers! 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 Ooh, like that little cheers there. Yeah, Ooh. gives me that banana rump flavor for yeah. sure. Yeah. Ooh. And this reminds me of a banana Laffa Taffy. 
Yeah, oh, I, get I get that, that too. too. Yeah. And yeah. That's my least favorite flavor. Oh, oh no! So this is like yeah. for me, D bro, like, you're in the shithole right now. That's yeah. my favorite flavor. Yeah, I, you can shit on me all you want for that, but not like OBJ. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still no. too soon. Too soon. Oh no! Oh yeah, that is still too soon. But Eric, what's what's the one thing that when you first tasted this beer, what was the first thing that like stood out to you? It just like it just tastes like a yellow banana candy, but also I guess on the back end it's got a lot of bitterness there. Yeah, like I think that's where the you know like that kind of like a little bit of coffeeish, but it's not overwhelming. Kind of like that bitterness. But the banana me, lingers the whole time. It reminds me of a bad banana, like right before it goes like. Do <laughs> you use it for um, banana bread? Yeah, like right. Mm. That's what it reminds me of, like that back end flavor. Mm-hmm. I like, like I said, I don't like the banana flavor candy, but like this is still a pretty good beer. Like, yeah. you get the mouth feels, and that's what I kind of look for in beer. Is if it gives you mouth feels, it makes you feel something. This made me feel some kind of way and gave me the mouth feels. James, what, what do you think? think? Mouth feels. You hit it right on the you hit it right on the nose, but yeah, it's it's pretty banana-y, to be honest with you. Does it make you so, want to go bananas? No, I wouldn't say that, but it is a good. <laughs> does it, it knock your socks? It off. doesn't knock. Yeah, or, my socks are still on. Thank goodness. So I'll take your clothes off. Ooh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> nope, nope. That it is. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hopefully okay. this next one. Aaron. Okay. So Heron, what's the next stout that we got lined up? All right, Eternal Forever. This was released at Pure Project Six Anniversary. It is a Blend of single and double bourbon barrel-aged stouts with cacao and wild Thai bananas as well. So that's a, it's bourbon barrel-aged stout. Fun. We love those. Nice. And this, for you guys that have been listening to the past episodes and saying where I kept saying, hey, we're going to have the pure banana stout. We're going to have the pure banana stout. It's about time. We're having it. Let's get a cheers, boys. Cheers. So this one, the aroma's right off the start, completely different. I, I feel like this is more of a natural banana. It's very light on the nose. It's not super sweet on the nose, but let me get a taste. Because everyone else got a taste, and there's some faces going around. James, mm. you made the hmm. So what's the hmm about? It's a, it's a take your clothes off good. Ooh. Oh. It's a much better flavor profile, I would say. Uh I get a true banana taste, I feel like. Do you taste the bourbon in it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. JB, what do you what do you what do you gotta follow up with it? James hit that on the head. I think the complexity is there. You could just appreciate how much more this stout is elevated by how well it's made. The barrel aged part to it is very faint, it's not overpowering. The bananas, it's a very natural taste it's not overwhelming it's not too sweet it's not artificial like this is a perfectly well-balanced well-rounded banana stout Aaron what got anything to add to that I I love it it is just really good I would recommend anybody try this like any, if you can so get your hands any, on it like yeah. any level of like stout like the beginner the oh yeah anybody and the advanced. yeah I think anybody it's, it's gonna be good I agree I yeah. think the beginning beginners that would Love it, to be honest. They're going to be like, wait, this is not a Guinness. This tastes completely different. The mouthfeel is just like way thicker. It's it's not as carbonated as a Guinness would be. It's just so different that a beginner would be like, what in the world is this? And is this candy? I didn't know beer was candy. And yeah. It's so, just kind of like lead them down that rabbit hole of like, if this is what a craft beer could taste like, like what else is out there? For me, 
like you guys keep talking about the banana taste. My tongue is really picking up on the bourbon barrel. Like it really is. Like, like I, I'm not even gonna lie. I don't even taste the banana. I taste the straight mm. bourbon in this, and I like it. Yeah. It's like not overpowering. It doesn't burn like bourbon, but yeah. it's just yeah. so smooth. And like, it's hard not to enjoy a beer like this. Like between the two. My hat's off to Pierre. They did it again. They yeah. made me an absolute stout lover, thanks to you know you guys here too. But it, Pierre did it again. They yeah. knocked this one out the park. Yeah, Pierre is just so recognizable and excellent in their creating stouts, and they throw any adjuncts in there, and it's usually almost every time. I can't even think of a time where it's not a good outcome. Yeah, I agree with you on that, JB. Yes, sir. We had something crazy drop today. Oh, yes. So, the first thing I sent you today when I first saw it was the magazine cover for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, sir. And let me tell you, you followed that up with the trailer. At James and Heron, have you guys watched the trailer yet? No, uh, I have, yes. Yeah, okay. So, James, in the trailer, what was the thing that... You were like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, what was that first moment? The Vader scene, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, with him without his helmet on. It was pretty crazy. Oh, that's oh. not That's, that's not, not him? No, oh, I thought no. that was that's him. My bad. So, uh, no, so, my bad. So, to kind of, can kind of give you a background story, um, those are Inquisitors. Ah. They're paid Jedi hunters. Okay. So, that, I, if I'm not mistaken, that guy that we saw is the leader of the Inquisitors. Okay. Besides Sidious. JB, okay. yeah. What do you so, think? Uh, first off, been excited for this series. It's been a long time coming. I Obi Wan's one of my favorites of the whole Star Wars universe. Um, just growing up as a kid, watching him evolve on this, you know, through the episodes. Episode three, you know, always gets you emotional. But to finally see that journey after episode three, to see what goes on in his head, what the steps that he takes to protect Luke and Leia, and to make the story come to a full front, I think it's something to absolutely look forward to after the great things they've done with The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Um, in the trailer, seeing the different, kind of the new planet that they're going to go to kind of gives me that like cyberpunk feel. I, I would love to see that kind of drastic change for scenery because I think it will play a huge element in getting Obi-Wan out of his comfort zone, I think there's going to be that whole backstory of him being very depressed, sad, lost a lot of hope. But, you know, I think this is going to be a journey of a lot of reflection. I think we'll see a lot of flashbacks to Qui-Gon Jim, uh, his training with Yoda, just all this leading up to a battle with Vader again. I think that's going to be the most exciting part to see the flashbacks with Anakin and then go through that journey and relive the hurt and pain and suffering of seeing his brother, someone that he loved, turn to the dark side that he thought was going to be the one to restore balance and everything. So, super pumped. I'm glad the trailer didn't spoil a bunch of things. It's just enough to get you ready and can't wait for it to drop on, I think, May 25th. Yeah, yeah. I got two things to say about or three things. First <laughs> thing is, that was a dope-ass trailer. Second thing I get Obi-Wan was there to protect Luke, but him sitting there with binoculars staring at Luke was just a little <laughs> uncomfortable. A little bit creepy, right? A little creepy. But I do have one last thing to say, and I'm going to leave you guys on a cliffhanger, and I'm going to ask you this next week. 
besides Anakin, Obi-Wan had every right to turn to the dark side. Think about it. Yeah. His master died. He fell in love with a Mandalorian when he was a young Padawan and then decided to choose the Jedi way. He watched somebody that he raised pretty much as a kid to an adult mass murder kids, mass murder the Jedi Order. And like, if anything, Obi-Wan has every right to turn to the dark side. I'm gonna yes, let sir. You, I'm going to let you think about that. I want to hear what you guys have for next week on that. Yeah, that'd be a great point. Just to, I could, okay, see, look at, I'll, I'll recap that, and that's what we're going to post. I want that question for people to answer. That'll yeah. be a great one. My question is, is, can you see Obi-Wan being on the dark side? And if you do, would you ever like to see it? Like, what if series with that? That'd be amazing. That, that would be, be a good, good series. That would be yeah. a good series to do for Star Wars is what if, because, like, one of the biggest what ifs is, like, Jar Jar Banks was, like, <laughs> a Sith and like he was the mastermind behind yeah, a lot of crazy the, shit yeah like think about it that would be some crazy shit if they actually kind of talked about that so jb yes sir go ahead and introduce us to this lovely collab so this one's going to be with urban south and tripping animals it's going to be a lime and salt lager so I'll get that poured up for you guys. And salt lager. While JB is getting everybody poured up, I just want to go ahead and remind everybody and those that are new to listening, on March 23rd at Horse Trailer Hideout, we're having our first bottle share event at Horse Trailer Park Hideout. I'm excited. We're all going to be there. We're going to have pins and stickers to give to people, you know, it's not going to be big quantities, but we got some. So We got the swag, gentlemen. Yep, yeah, we got some swag. You can put the pin on your hat, your lanyard, your sticker. You can put on your hydro. But we're going to be there. And if you're going to be there, come say hi. Come yeah. talk to us about beer. And if you were potentially there, you have a chance to possibly guest star on an episode. Yeah. So definitely come through. Definitely let us know what's up. So, JB, go ahead and take it from here. All right, let's cheers. Let's have it because the aroma on this is amazing right off the start. I love it. I love how James and I cheers at the end like that. It's like head of the table. Yeah, because the appearance, <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about appearance, but the style's kind of similar appearances. But this one, nice light body, has like a slight little like cloudiness to it, but still looks like a lager. And this is a lager? Yes, sir. But the aroma, man, I'm getting a lot of that like, that that, lime. like tortilla, like lime tortilla oh, yeah. chip vibe. Oh, those are so good. You know what mm-hmm. this reminds me of? Reminds me of a Bud Light lime. A Corona with lime. Like, that's yeah. kind of... But, yep. like, a very clean Corona. version of it, yep. right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Corona's too, like... It, it, Corona has too much color to the flavor. Like, this is, like, just basically light beer very and lime. Oh, yeah. This is what Corona wishes it was. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Like, with yeah, this much flavor, this much aroma. That's really good. That's good really job. delicious. Good job to those guys. And it's funny because, like, the can art here shows, like, a little Taco Bell dog, little Taco Bell dog like, dripping, like, uh, like he's got sauce on him. Nacho yeah, nacho beans. cheese sauce. Like, nacho cheese. Uh, it's actually a really cool can. We're definitely going to post photos of uh, the cans that we've had in bottles today on Instagram, so please be on the lookout. Yep. Uh, Tripping Animals does a lot of great stuff. They're known more for, like, their fruited stuff, for sure, sours, but this one with the Urban Sound just crushable mexican lager like 
I could have this all the time. It's yeah, delicious. It's, it's hard not to keep drinking it. Yeah, it's like, only I'm 5%. Over here, I'm staying too. quiet because like, I'm just sipping and sipping and sipping every single time. <laughs> be honest with you, I think I'm going to just shoot the rest of this because of how good it is. It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is so good. Like it's it's an easy beer to drink. Like if we're playing like eighteen holes, I want a twelve pack of this. Like, this yeah. is this is Cabo San Lucas poolside right here. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, that is Ooh. so good. Ooh. That, I like that. That plant's a great idea in my head. I'm yeah. like, I need to go I need to go vacation somewhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> go to a beach. Yeah. All right, this next one. Oh, what are you talking about? Beaches? <laughs> if we're allowed to bring craft beer on the beach. I say this summer we have a little little celebration on the beach. I think there's only a few spots where you can actually bring alcohol on a beach, and I think they're private beaches only. I don't think any public beaches allow it, but um, I don't know. That's just my well, legal we brain our, thinking. What, yeah, we'll, we'll put, put in our hydro <laughs> yeah. doesn't concern anybody, all right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just don't do anything illegal, okay? Like That's, that, that's just the, the, uh, the legal here, advice. Here's my crazy thing. Here's my crazy thing. If you're allowed to smoke weed on the beach, how come you're not allowed to drink on the beach? I mean, I don't think you're allowed to smoke weed on the beach. Every time I go to the beach, there's always those stoners that just sit there. Nobody's enforcing it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just it's just a feel-good time. So. I, I get it. So get speaking it. of beaches, we'll go with that transition. This one is a Bahama Mama float beer. Oh, yeah. Imprint. Bahama we love Mama. Imprint here. Urban South and Mortalis collab. So... Mm. When you're getting fruited stuff like this... I'm getting very coconutty. You're going to love it because, yeah, it's just a great mix. You're All just... three of them do excellent fruited stuff, yeah. too. Dude, Holy is, smoke. This yeah. is like a thick... This is like... It's it very looks thick, too. thick, but like if I drink it, I can't tell if it's going to be that thick or not. It's five, So the can has like the, the uh, Taco Bell sauce package. It has fire, hot, and Diablo. They, they really missed the opportunity to have the mild there. But. Yeah, that's all good. I like it. But Mild's my favorite. Pineapple soda, yep. orange, banana, grenadine, and birthday cake ice cream in this oh, one. We're staying oh on the goodness. banana that's train. Probably. Or no, the banana bus. I get a lot of birthday cake on this one. Holy okay, shit. It is, yeah. Oh my God, when yeah. you taste it. It's even more? This might be a new favorite. I might Ooh, have wow. to get more of this. Holy shit. I'll the join flavors you. in that. Wow, that's amazing. Another good one. That's nice. incredible. Yeah. Get pineapple, orange, banana, and then that, I don't know how birthday cake ice cream works in this, but it does. I think like, it adds the sweetness. It's so good. Like this, it's not like a sickening sweet ew. It's yeah. like sickening sweet, like I need this. Yeah. Which is weird for us liking the, a fruited sour this much. Oh, it's weird for you because you kind of outgrown like yeah. this style of beer. So like That's for you fruity, to be head style. over heels over this one, I'm like actually kind of excited for you. Um, but this one, to be honest, it's dope. Like it's tasty. Like I, I don't hate it at all. I love every second of it. Once it touched my mouth, I fell in love. That was your soapbox for the day. Yeah, that was my soapbox <laughs> for the day. <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, what do you guys uh, think? Come on. Excellent beer. I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's got yeah. a lot a lot of sweetness, not a whole lot of uh, acidity to it. Like, uh, it's not, you don't get like, usually they throw passion fruit into stuff like this. Yeah. And it's it's got that acidity to it. But I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. What do you think, James? Very summery, I would say. Like, you know, because again, another beach theme, you know, beach beer. Can, I'm going to be honest with you guys on this. This can really deceives us. 
Because like when you see like a can that has like the hot like the hot sauce packets on it, you think this beer is going to yeah, have yeah. like some kick to it, right. or like yeah. some spice. And yeah, yeah. I did not get any of the kick or any of the spice on that. I, this is just like you guys said, very fruity, very delicious, and you can't. It's hard to say no to that. Yeah, it's the canar. I think it just goes with that like their anniversary theme with the Taco Bell kind of fun vibe to it, but. Yeah, this is definitely would. this is definitely a beginner's beer for people. Like, if you want to get somebody on craft beer, this is like one that you go, "Hey, I got yeah, this the, cool, crazy collab that's like Taco Bell." Everybody's like, "What Taco Bell?" Yeah. I think the girls would really like it too. So. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! It's not that uh, craft beer stigma of oh man, it's hoppy, it's yeah. dry, it's no, it's like the full spectrum. Face. Like yeah. you get all the flavors, all a different side of craft beer but i like that this next one we poured up it's going to be a collab with equilibrium so it's called data junction double ipa cheers oh, dude that went in my nose Ugh. you always love sticking your nose in a beer no i just try to <laughs> smell it oh man mm. it's got a nice like fluffy head to it yeah it poured very well Before I give my thoughts on this one, I really think that last one we had would have been very interesting to pour out of the business. Oh, the thick ones? Yeah, they're always interesting. It really, like, spins it up and gets it. It's usually best if it's been sitting a long time, throw it in the physics, get everything back going. So, what do you guys think? James, what do you think? What is this style? Double IPA. Okay. Just nice and smooth. Again, you know, you never go wrong with good beer to be honest with you is it a two thumbs up or like one and a half half a thumb what is it take your shirt off good Ooh, ooh, he's ready to have a party what not all you? of your clothes but your shirt you know yeah no it's uh it's nice and it drinks like a single ipa in a way a single yeah. hazy yeah you know i don't really get that that double out of it but i guess i do on the has a little bit of sweetness yeah, more than weird. a single way. It's like a mosaic forward liquid and commingled it with our new hop love Necron. What the hell is that? I haven't yeah. heard of that one before. <laughs> is but that like Phantasm? Like Phantasm it might little have like a interesting special. stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. We'll have to definitely check that out. Sounds like JB's got some homework. Yeah, research, baby. Yeah, definitely. Want to <laughs> research. Out. It's good. But yeah, when you drink it, like initially, when I would say like almost a single IPA, but then you get a lot of flavor and that little bit of sweetness to. I guess that's where that 8% comes in. So oh, yeah. It, it yeah, kind of yeah. bumps it up. So, my question is, is going to lie with everybody here at this table. Out of the stouts, which one was your favorite? Oh, come on. That's not even fair, dude. Yeah, the pure, I think yeah, we're all pure, agreed pure project. Was okay. it? I just <laughs> wanted to make sure. I didn't want to, you know, assume and clarify. Okay? So, the, out of the last three that we had from the Urban South collab, Rank them one to three. One to three. All right. I'm gonna give you guys some time. All right. I'm I'm good now. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm good. Oh, let's go. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. So it is the uh, Mexican lager with lime. Mm-hmm. Then it is the uh, sweet uh, with sticky boy one. And then it is the uh, IPA. Even though the IPA was really good, it's just I don't know. Like the the you can't the go wrong with the super light beer. Yeah. No, they're just excellent. The other two beers were just awesome. All of them are great, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you never go wrong with any of them. Um, is I think Sticky Boys one with me, and then the Lime Lager, and then the uh, Double IPA. So same ranking, yep. Um, 
I'll put my rankings up there. The Bahama Mama Flow, or AKA Sticky Boys one, would be number one. Lager number two, and double yeah. IPA three. Wow, it, wow. are you guys it, married? Not to, I know, we're all <laughs> same ones, but... Um, no, 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 I'm, I'm flipped on the one and two. Oh, but yeah, he you guys flipped, are, yeah. so you and I are married. Okay. Okay. So, you guys are married. Uh, well, you guys are getting married. Heron and I are going to get married. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I like oh, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one gets left out, I like it. Right? Yeah, so, I'm, I'm exactly. going to be honest here, that lager was... Fucking delicious. Yeah, that's why I said I, I, was too yeah, I buy a lot of that, too. I, no, that yeah. lager is number one. Oh, it's number one. Were, okay, yeah, I agree. It's our and, number one. Yeah. Oh, you, Bahama, you divorced me no, already? No, no, no. <laughs> Bahama Mamba is definitely my second, but the, I feel like this IPA is not something that like I really enjoyed. It's like one of those ones you have, like, have every quarter, I guess yeah. you can say. Yeah, IPAs are just so that. saturated. The market is so yeah. saturated yeah. for so, IPAs. And, and like, recently I've been drinking a crap ton more IPAs. So like having the lager and having like uh, the Bahama Mama yeah. really was refreshing for me. So I, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. I agree. So, Heron and I are running, getting married. Yeah. Right now. Hey, we support you in all hey. your endeavors. We support you guys, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See? One love. Hey, I, I just got lucky. I got the bread maker. Oh, yeah. Sourdough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sourdough. I need to make sourdough. I know. We got to have that on the episode, too. Oh, Pair it with some beer. Yeah. That'd be a good one, too. That sounds good. So, Heron, since we're talking about your sourdough, give us a little background story how you got into sourdough. That's kind of weird. You know what? I, I was watching a YouTube video. I forget what the guy's name was on there. But he's one of those, like, uh, chefs on YouTube that everybody knows. You know, he, he made his own beer. He has a, his own beer episode. He, I think he even made kombucha, and that's how I found him. Because okay. I was like, oh. kombucha would be interesting. And then people were like, wait a minute, that's kind of scary. If you make it wrong, you can end up killing yourself or something. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's a little scary. I'm, I'm going to start with sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> so went ahead and did that uh, way before the pandemic. Well, probably not way before, but I think the winter before the pandemic. And yeah. then the pandemic hit. I couldn't find any damn flour because everyone was buying it up. They thought, you know, they were going to have to bake bread for their entire families. And you were, they were going to eat porridge all day and stuff, you know. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of took a hiatus during the, what is that, pandemic, essentially, when I couldn't find any of that. Aaron had his own pandemic special with no sourdough. Yeah, he was scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I continue to just uh, nurture my little starter, keep throwing it in the fridge, because it lasts, I don't know, months in the fridge without needing to add any extra water and flour. If you leave it out, it's probably not going to last um, you know, really a week. It's, it's kind of like making beer. Beer, you have yeast starters and people nurture them and it's like a liquid starter. And, you know, when we get into brewing, we're going to see how that works or, you and know. How it's similar. Yeah, yeah that would be a cool little reaction. experience. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. My question is, is once we get into brewing, are we going to be like Walter White here with all the physics and everything mm -hmm. or what's up? You know what? There's a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of brewers put their uh, starters in like, beakers or i don't even know what they're called anymore I, I used to misname them all the time in high school but essentially yeah, like chemistry yeah. looking things yeah. yeah and you just because you got to measure them out right like yeah. you got to measure out yeah. how much per batch yeah there's a, lot yeah. Of, there's a lot of things that if people don't know about the brewing process it's very intricate and the more you dive into that realm there's a lot to learn from oh, yeah. the recipes of other people 
the tools and like the secrets of the trade. So that's something that we hope to learn as we grow in this journey and hopefully as we get more guests on, gain knowledge from them and hopefully share that with you guys and do kind of like a revamped or kind of alluding to something that we'll be working on in the future of a revamped interview series to bring a little bit more education and trade secrets from really important people or people. The that guys really that are in the shit. Yeah, we because we're learning, but at the same time, we want you guys to experience and learn from them while we're learning. So it's like we're going to be learning from them, but then be on an episode and you learn with us. So you could get it straight from the source. We don't have to like regurgitate it to you. Yeah. And that'll be cool because you can learn from their experience and we can share that with you guys. Oh, so Of course. That's kind of like what our whole page is about is just kind of picking up on what people have taught us and share with people that we thought has always been useful for us. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Like I said earlier, we're throwing our first bottle share at Horse Trailer Hideout on March 23rd at 6 p.m. I would probably get there early because uh, parking is kind of limited down there on Main Street. But definitely come by. If you have any beer that you want to share with us or share with anybody, bring it on. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Deuces. Later. Later. Later.